You're very welcome to Space to Grow, brought to you by Sonus, Ireland's leading bathroom brand. Now, in this podcast, we explore how the spaces we inhabit shape us as individuals. I'm Lisa Cannon. And I'm Natasha Rocket-Divine. Well, in this episode of the Entertainment Series, we are thrilled to have Irish comedian and actor Deirdre O'Kane joining us here in the Devlin to share her experiences with the spaces she's inhabited throughout her life and career, from Live at the Apollo to her IFTA-winning performance in Noble to her very own show on Sky. Deirdre has a space on many a stage. So let's kick it off with Deirdre herself. Hello, Deirdre. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. Are you excited to be on the podcast with us? Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you for Um, coming. We really appreciate it. Delira. Well, listen, we've so much to get through today, but we want to talk about kind of going back a little bit in time to your childhood because you have, you know, there was five siblings, your father's from the UK, and of course your mother from Derry. So what was it like growing up? Uh, and were you the funny kid of, of the siblings? I don't think I was the standout funny kid. It was our house was chaotic. Any, anyone who comes from a biggish family knows there's a lot of noise. Yeah. You have to fight to be heard. You have to fight for your space. Um, but I do think that's probably you know the, where the comedy. My mother was funny. She was definitely funny, loud. Um, I mean, she would say, <laughs> "Fight for your space," you know, because really? at the table, that. at the dinner table, when you were trying to get heard. Uh, she would say fight for your space. Yeah, she would. Um, and also I remember her saying to me, well, you know, if you were up the town or anything, she'd say, any any crack, any news from the town? And if you said no, life wouldn't be worth living. I remember her saying to me, make it up, love, make it up. <laughs> you know, and the, her, her, her what she meant was... You've got to entertain people. You come up with something. You can't be, you can't be having a, a, a dud answer or a no answer. So I've been making it up ever since. So when did you discover you wanted to be an actor? Was it at that young age with your mom or um, like later school. on? School. Yeah. School was where it all happened for me. Um, school plays. That's when I, that's what, when, when I came, came alive. Life. Yeah, I came alive doing shows and that was all I wanted to do. Um, the drama teacher. The, the the shows we put on and from primary and that carried into secondary school and I was very lucky I had very good drama teachers at school and there was a lot of music in my school so it was good for arty kids which is unusual yeah, it's, it's unusual yeah. now I yeah. don't I think that's really been devalued um but for me I was lucky and yeah because I was just good at it and I loved it um and that was enough I, I I went towards it I don't know if I understood anything really about what it meant to be an actor I don't think I did no. I think I just I liked the shows I was good at it and I went towards it really blissfully ignorant there was nobody in my background there was lots of amateur actors in my background but there were no professionals so So are you the only actor in your family then as such yes wow so is it that breadth of the live audience that excites you You know we talk we're going to talk about the iftas and everything as well but that sense of being on stage is that what tickles your toes you know what it's just showing off it really (laughs) is it's just would you look at me look look at you how much light could you put on me do you love a spotlight? Do you love I do a love a spotlight. I must, because you wouldn't go out on your own. You wouldn't become a, you know, a transition from being an actor into becoming a stand-up comic, which is very much on your own in the light. Now, that's a bit of a wake-up call, but, <laughs> but and can persevere you, in that. Could you like come up with material on the spot? Obviously, you know, particularly live shows, someone might say a comment. Can you change it up on the stage, like in the moment? I, I can I can talk to people. I can engage with yeah. the audience and with hecklers yeah. and uh, and be funny. Um, but it's not going to be it's not going to be as good as the written stuff. But sometimes, if you're very quick off the cuff, 
they can be the biggest laughs of the yeah. night because the audience know they know you're on your toes. They, yeah. they know. Jeez, it's terrified. Not, it's I, 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 oh God, I'd be terrified. You know, because there, there is that moment where you could be on stage and it doesn't, it falls a bit. Yeah, you know? well, look, of course, and it takes a long time. It takes a long time to get good. You know, it took me, it took me two years for the horror, you know, the real fear to subside, as in like being feeling sick all day, really? maybe having a headache. I, it was awful. It oh, was really? absolutely awful. And I certainly wouldn't go through it again. Well, um, I mean, you've got the three strands because you've got obviously acting, you've the comedy, and then of course you're a presenter as well. Mm. And everybody has seen you, of course, with your monologues and the iftas. I mean, fair play. That's a that's a tough crowd. But I think we were saying just before we rolled out, you're, you're about six times you've been presenting the iftas. And of course, everybody knows whether it's the Oscars or it's, of course, the Globes, but especially with the iftas, we have a big, big monologue. And you, of course, are showcasing it to all the big big actors so how are you feeling before you do it and do you write it yourself I'm awfully proud of those monologues I don't amazing. write it alone you I have amazing. a amazing. thank you I, I, I tell you it's it's weeks of work it is really is it weeks really? and weeks of work tell us more I think we start preparing about about two months beforehand about eight weeks yeah in advance because you're you're writing for it's a, for a very specific audience and you want to write all the jokes that are about are happening in the industry so you're writing right up until the minute because there's always a last minute thing i mean this year it was the late late show was who who was going to host it so that was kind of you know a huge talking point in the country so that was going to feature um but yeah, so I, I have a writer's room, usually four people. Dermot O'Brien is somebody who's worked on all of them. He's the chief writer. And then this year we had new people. We had Peter McGann and Stephen Mullen, who are two younger comics. And they were brilliant. And uh, and we laugh a lot in that room. And, uh, and I throw out an awful lot of material. I think that's why you have to write for so long, you know. And also, I'm glad you mentioned the Globes and the Oscars and the BAFTAs because that's the bar, you know, yeah. like I, yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. if your budget is less or your audience is less. There's a bar that you're expected to reach. And uh, and I think we do reach it. And absolutely. Well, you do. <laughs> Natasha we've been speaking as well like when you walk out on stage you wore this beautiful black dress beautiful uh, mini skirt with a big bustle uh, when I saw it I was like wow you know it's also about what you're wearing and how you command the stage I mean you have to be the focal point that everybody looks yeah. to especially you're, when you got to you be are in well. charge of the night yes. you are yeah. moving the pace along moving the energy along making sure there isn't a dip anywhere covering up any mistakes that anybody makes oh, all of that and listen that's easy to do if you've been do if you know how to do it and you've been doing it a long time and you're trained you know I've got comics are you know usually the hosting of those awards shows is in the hands of a comic for a reason yeah. you know for a reason so that when things go wrong you can fill oh, in five yeah, minutes I can fill in yeah. five minutes with jokes and I can make light of something that goes wrong that because goes things wrong. go wrong whether it's technical though, or we stop talking just here to just fill in the <laughs> I'll, I'll well fill able. I can talk yeah, that's absolutely the one. Yeah. be amazing so with comedy um, obviously there's like nasty comedy and how do you feel about that like I know a lot of people you know there's different types of comedians say like Ricky Gervais um, what do you feel about that like do you think there's there should be limits to comedy or do you think it should fail like any type? I actually, I don't think there should be limits. I think the only limits I approve of are uh, racism, homophobia, li lines like that, that are, um, yeah, I don't have a tolerance for that. Um, but other than that, um, <laughs> and I suppose the, the industry was, you know, drowning in that 
yeah, at a certain yeah, at a certain yeah, point. Yeah. So in some ways, you know, there's a casualty. There are casualties in every war, and in some ways, this new movement, you know, has restricted some people. But sometimes, the bigger picture, it's necessary for, yeah. for the bigger picture. Um, but it's a hard one because this is the this is the one area of art that shouldn't be limited at all because it's it's live in the room. It, that's what it's unique for um, and it's one person's mind and if you don't like that comic then you don't support that comic and you don't buy a ticket to go to see that person yeah. there's always going to be um, acts who are sensationalist and will do that for a reaction yeah, yeah. For, for a reaction and there's an audience for that generally speaking I think it's a small audience I don't think it's a huge audience. So let the matters, let the matters over there. You know, yeah. they, uh, there have been over the years people who've been sort of racist and homophobic, but that was much more acceptable then. And uh, it's not anymore. Absolutely. And we talk about acceptable when it comes to comedy. I, mean, I love Billy Connolly, right? So you've got mm-hmm. Billy, who kind of was a force of nature back in the 70s when he first appeared in Parkinson. And of course, he was saying jokes that were lewd and rude on national television, but gained that momentum. But now it feels if you say anything yeah, and we, you know, it's tricky. Like Jennifer Aniston has come out only last week and said, you know, I don't get the cancel culture. Is there not a sense of forgiveness? Do you feel that way, you know, about comedy? I do. Yeah, I do. I mean, the cancel culture is, but mostly it's been for, you know, sexual harassment and those kind of things, which is, that's a different, that's a different conversation. Of course. Um, But if you're cancelling somebody on their material... Or one comment, like one comment which could have been taken out of context. No, it's too yeah, extreme. It's and of course extreme. it's very personal. It's too extreme. You know, we're obviously speaking about Ricky Gervais. He got a lot of, of you know, hard time being here in Dublin, um, you know, performing his shows. People were a bit upset, but I think he's a fantastic comic. So but why what were do you they do? upset? Do they not know what they're going to? Do Agreed. they not know who he is he's and what he stands been, for? Yeah, this is who yeah. he is. This is his shtick. That's, you know that. It's the same with Jimmy Carr, who yeah, gets Frankie into, Boyle, who gets into trouble. Them. They all get in trouble. Every, but you know... What you're getting, you know these comics. So, yeah, have their own. So, so who's yeah. who's offended? Who's buying that ticket? That's exactly. A, that they don't know what they're going to see. And I think <laughs> online is tricky as well because there's trolls. Like that's a different beast. Well, you nowadays, see, the online is, is a problem because people are taking material out of context. Yeah, so the the, and this is yeah. the reason they've started taking people's phones and putting them into pouches because yeah. somebody is filming a clip, a bit of a joke they're not getting the whole thing and then it's completely out of context and then the next thing comics are you know being accused of this that and the other and it's awful I agree I totally agree I mean we have to talk about the hustle of the entertainment industry obviously this is an entertainment series and we have so many great guests on but I mean it's a tough slog as a freelancer and also working out there in the comedy scene I mean your your work ethic and your graft is exhaustive it's incredible I mean you have a whole family behind you of course as well but I mean we'll talk about that in a minute but how do you find the hustle you know always looking forward for the next gig I'll, I'll not lie, you know, you, you think you're going to reach a point where you are successful and you can relax a bit. You are successful and can oh relax a bit. Oh my God, we're trying to leave the room if you I can't that. relax. I can't you relax. You can't no, relax. No, I can't. So, if you were, so do you kind of have a monkey on your back all the time then you feel? Oh, well, next, I mean, next if one. I'm not producing a show, if I'm not writing the next show, I'm out of work, you know, so yeah, you enough. couldn't, I mean, and even though I was 10 years an actor before I became a comic, I... That's like that's part time job. You're yeah. you're lucky if you if you get employed for six months of the year and you might get a good year where it's ten months of the year, but like 
there's not a lot of work in the industry. You really do have to create it and chase it. And the hustle is real and it never ends. And I'm always selling tickets and I'm always pushing. I I do kind of sit back sometimes and go, I'm actually just going to take a day off from this. <laughs> I hope <laughs> but you But it's do. only a day. What do you do on the day? What do you do? <laughs> Um, what you mean? What's my day like? Yeah, I don't. Well, have, you, I don't have any two days that are the same. They're, they're never the same. Day. When you relax, I hope you do relax. Do you? I yeah. do, of course. I've got yeah. plenty of laziness in me. Don't, don't you know? Thanks. I appreciate the the work ethic thing. I do, but I mean, God Almighty, I can I can slack when I want to. You know, I can do as little as I I'm let. But you're also <laughs> uh, you were on Sky, the Olympia, and RT, and you had teenage kids, um, children, Holly and Daniel, um, and I have a two year old, and like I struggle. Like I have two dogs, so I say I have the three musketeers. Um, the three of them combined, but like I find it, you know, it's challenging being but a working mom. You're in the hardest part, Natasha. Two is you. You can't even take your eyes off them for a yeah, second because they can run into and drawing on the yeah. walls and everything. But at the same time, how how did you find the balance? Do you just have that natural ability to kind of shuffle gears? Because I find that's the hardest part. No, no yeah. woman has the natural ability to shuffle anything. You're just juggling all the time, putting out fires, juggling. Um, just doing your best and yeah. your best that's enough that's enough I mean I know th- this is a show about interiors and I love interiors I love my home but I do think there's an over um, emphasis on the perfect homes and when you've got small children you've got to let that stuff go you can't yeah, have a constantly tidy house and there's see I think Instagram has put that sort of pressure on people to have this present this beautiful yeah. home all the time that is not possible when you have small children you, unless you want to spend every minute of the day picking up yeah. picking up and constantly picking up and putting away yeah. and that's very boring and ultimately children do not care about a tidy home they just care <laughs> they about a happy, a happy home, happy home. Yeah, they don't absolutely. care about your interior design <laughs> your <laughs> cream sofa all, which they will ruin the first yeah. chance they get so yeah, you do have to relax a bit on that front. Yeah, I've learned you that. Know. Yeah, people expect yeah. my place to be absolutely perfect and of fresh. Of course, and it's your lately, and yeah, but it it's your profession. It so yeah. you you've got to, your home has to be a showpiece. I presume that's your profession. But look, everybody's trying to be the Kardashians, and everybody's trying yeah. to be, you know, the or people who have kids, the money like and the it. home help yeah. and the constant help, and yeah. that's not most people. Yeah, and, sp- and speaking of being Irish, because we're dead nosy, I'm going to put the interiors question over to to you, Natasha. I've done my a couple of entertainment questions now, so I'll kick back because it is, of course, about interiors, and I know you love your interiors. And, so yeah, during we're dying lock- to know a bit more. Yeah, well, during lockdown, you um, I heard that you did paneling, or you're you're doing a lot of DIY. Tell us what you got up to. I'm really curious, dear. Listen, Jack. listen. Yeah. If there's a blank wall, I will panel it. <laughs> <laughs> I love panels. They're hard though. Well done. I'm so I think impressed. if you don't have, if your home is not beautiful, and by that I mean if it's not a period house, yeah. if it's not got God given beautiful features, yeah. right? And my house doesn't, uh, I then I think the paneling can cover a lot. Yeah, it's like mirrors. When you can't afford art, buy mirrors. Oh, that was my. Did you do it yourself? I'm a bit confused. Did, did oh God, no, 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 I, no, myself, no. I got a man. I got a man. <laughs> I was going to say no, but paneling is it's a different beast for design. But yeah, but the fact that you thought about that, you know, a lot of people would kind of look at their walls and complain, or like they go to the other extreme where they're scared to do things because of Instagram. So it's great. And yeah. are you really happy with it now? Like, what would well, you look? Your style? We know the wood is warm and the texture and the warmth, yeah. and I'm all about that. And one wall and behind the bed and all. You know, and I 
I look at a lot of interiors online. I became a Pinterest addict during lockdown. That's so um, Pinterest, yeah. I yeah, but that. I've had to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> You've let it go. I, I've had to stop. What would you call your own style then at home? Like what's your, or what's your go-to I style I think my house Intrigued. has a... Ears pricking yeah, up like, here. I'm dying to When know. people come into my house, it lo- it's a bit Cape Codish. Oh, I uh, love that. That's that really you'll get that thing. now from the panelling, won't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I fell in love with it, actually, now that I think back about it. When I first went to the States when I was about 18, uh, waitressing for the summer, and I was washing windows and cleaning windows, and all of the homes in Cape Cod, they have that. You know, they have that. The outsides are, you know, the clapper, the oh, clapperboard. I love yeah, them. It's very I love them. And I think I fell in love with it then. Um, I do think I you do have a go-to. If yeah, I, if I could. Everyone has that in them. You know, whatever that is, you have that memory. Everyone has their kind of their passion for design or their yeah. go-to. Mm. But also, I think when you're in such a busy lifestyle, a lot of people, we discussed this in mm. your interview, you want a kind of a, a minimalist mm. or like a relaxing kind of clean home. And that's what Cape yeah. Cod is. You know, balances your, your busyness of, of your life. Like yeah, it makes there's sense. There's a lot of nature in it. There's a lot yeah, of Yeah, but that's really important. So, fibres. So and I like... You like all... So sorry, the colours then for Cape Cod, because I'm the one that doesn't know that much about interiors. So what what would your theme, colour scheme be then for that? Well, obviously... I. We, we, when we got this house, we had to so not rebuild it, but just knock a, knock a few walls and knock it and ship. Yeah. It was a very, very old fashioned. So the only the only thing it had in its favour actually was a pitched roof, oh, and I, and, and wow. because it had a pitched roof, I thought if I if I put wood on that, <laughs> <laughs> wood panelling all across the top of the wood. Then, then this this room can actually a feature. Yeah. Yes, can look good, it, and the height was good. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I started it all white, obviously, and then added color as I went, which is now shades of teal. Oh, oh I love teal. Yeah, teal's gorgeous. Really teal's good. Oh, I'm really curious to have a snoop. We might do this <laughs> next I'll, I'll season in your house. I'll show you, I'll show you a few pics to see about yeah. that. No, but because obviously, because uh, Deirdre, we look alike today. I've obviously dressed like you, unbeknownst to myself. But I love, I love the simplicity of kind of the blacks, whites, golds, and you know that element. My house is like a macaroon. I have kind of lemons and ballet pinks. Oh, so fabulous! It's a strange combination. Braver, braver. And I know I'm saying this in front of a very esteemed uh, interior designer, but I have a grey kitchen. So, you know, oh, it's, that, it's that it's element. That balance is it okay? Yeah, That's yeah. okay. Okay, but I also you have a really busy life we discussed that so it's like when you go home you want to relax I and I think that's so important that people don't just follow Instagram trends they follow what's like you know what they like what they're go to what, what you wear at home like what you dress in you, you know like it also has to suit the space 100% yes, the space yes exactly the space also like you say lifestyle if you've children it's you're not going to change like having like all cream couches and things like that so it's about being real it's function and pra- like design kind of balancing that well I think I'm going to jump in and just say yeah. that when, when my mother passed away, actually, um, 15 years ago, I changed the house. So it was like a cathartic thing for me in terms yeah. of, and I know the name of the show, of course, in our podcast is Space to Grow. It was a space where I could just, uh, I suppose... Be calm and be able to accept the new changes that had come into my life, which was obviously completely um, overwhelming and catastrophic. But at the same time, using those palettes of colours with the greys, ballet pinks, sage greens or mint greens or pea greens, I felt very safe when I came home. I enjoyed being back in my space. So I'm wondering, you know, do you, do you find that sometimes when things happen in your life, you like to change your style or your design in your house? Do you kind of tinker with things like that to allow for a change yeah I do I do um, I mean I think I've gone as far as I can go with this house <laughs> <laughs> 
So it just, I think it really just needs maintenance and maybe I'd like a new sofa, you know, but really it's, it's done. It needs a repaint constantly because there's a lot of white and the, the turquoise, the, but I don't think I'm going to go crazy. You know, uh, I, I'd love a new kitchen, but you know what? It's never going to be a priority for me. I will always the spend... The one right here could sort you out. I will out. always spend well, the money on travel, is, but if you could come and look at my a really kitchen. great option. It's like 15%, as you know, of the kitchen, and also it's sustainable. You know, that's what I'm all for. If you have, a, like, a lovely kitchen, why change it? Just, change, like, spray it and change it Yeah, it's grand. It's it's a bit shoddy All the brands now. are going to be contacting you know, after yeah, this. Yeah, they'll be right shoddy. Shoddy. Don't worry. It's, we'll get you a new kitchen in no time. I need a new... I think I need a new floor. I think okay. I need a floor. Well, look, all the brands will be putting this in the comments below. <laughs> yeah. Please add. Well, Deirdre, let's go back then, of course, to your space on stage because obviously that's primarily important. And of course, you're out this week and you've gotten loads of shows, many behind you, and of course, a plethora still to go. But in terms of the material on stage, you've been very brave. You've spoken about your father. Your father passed away. You know, it's very important, I suppose, for you to, to allow that be part of the material that you speak about. And you speak about him so funny as well. But is is it is it difficult to bring him up on stage or does it does it no is it okay? it's 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 not difficult for me i i was very concerned when my siblings were coming to see it because sure. uh, oh, yeah i just thought oh god you know are they going to be comfortable with this I, i'm I, you're always worried about other people um for me it was very cathartic it yeah. was lovely to talk about him i felt like i had him with me every night when i was Aww. talking about him and then you know, even though it's not always, I don't always talk about him in the most flattering light. He was very eccentric and and I, I didn't really fully appreciate that until I started writing about him either. But I do, I do give a lot of myself. You I do. give a lot of my really personal do. life to, uh, to stand up. And I think you have to decide, I suppose, how much you want to give. I, I'm not really able to pull back. I don't really know how to write about anything else. I sort of mine my personal life a lot I try to dress it up by changing names and you know so that I don't uh, offend or hurt anybody but and, and my children like I mean I, I've said to them I'm sorry now but everybody in this house is fair game <laughs> but I, I, well they don't like it now because they're teenagers now so uh, I would I never name them and I try to disguise the stories as much as I can I, I realize I got away with it for so long until they got to a certain point of you can't say that. Or or then you get told, you know, you, you put a post on Instagram, take that down, take that down. <laughs> so now I have to be uh, super, uh, super aware. They're checking in. But at everything. the same time, I go to them, this is my living, lads. This is yeah. this is what's putting bread on the table. So That's you might you have you're to an suck artist. a bit of this up. Yeah, you're you know? an artist. Like all of it's art. So, and do you ever get nervous, say, in front of your pe- like peers, like um, Brendan Gleeson, Colin Farrell, or anyone on stage? Would you ever like get nervous or you're happy out, like whoever um, you're in front of? I don't know if ner- nervous is the right word. I regard those people so highly. So I uh, I want to do well. They, yeah. If anything, I think they motivate me to, to do a good job. You know, so if, if the room is full of the creme, you don't want to be the one coming out with the, you know, weak, weak jokes like or, you know, I want it to be great. Yeah. Um, so. Well, the, the comments are great because obviously I looked back on all the monologues and they're like, oh, I love Deirdre. She's great. I mean, there's never there's never any negativity around you. I find anyway, it's always uh, great fun. And I think everybody always champions you. But there must be sometimes. God, I feel so bad for some hosts, you know, when they're hosting something as big as the Oscars and they're slated, you know, the next day. What does that do to your self-esteem? You know, well, you're sitting there rough. reading the papers. Yeah, that's rough. Coffee. But that's why it's incredibly 
it's incredibly important to choose the right host for for that for those industry awards shows in particular because you're making jokes about the people in the room mm. and you're making jokes about the industry right so as i said number one it should be a comic uh, in my opinion and um and then it just I, I think I think sometimes I, I've looked at a lot of watches and I think they underestimate the time it takes to write the monologue. I mean, I think people are very surprised when I say I've been working on it for eight weeks in a writer's room. I have to give credit to uh, to Anya Moriarty, who runs IFTA, because they don't have a big budget. And I said to her, we have to have a writer's room. Like, if you want to meet this standard, yeah. you, this is the thing you you can't shortcut on a thing like that. You just no. won't meet. You won't meet the bar. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah, you have to have the resources to do it properly. Um, and that's where we fall down in Ireland so much. Um, I don't think people pay writers particularly well. I don't think they invest in writers enough for anything, for, for, for any, for, for most TV shows, uh, even for the even for the ad libs, even for the off the cuff stuff. I think that stuff's really important. So I, I give her credit because she um, has indulged me and my saying, you know, can I have three other writers and maybe a fourth one and uh, come, you know, can we have a room and we have this many hours? And but change only happens when people ask. So you're making changes, which is amazing. You know, yeah. I feel like you're such a trailblazer. And she's been happy yeah. with it. She's got had yeah. a good response to the show. So I suppose when you do the first one and you get and a good response that you're okay, I'm happy. This yeah, is yeah. a good show. So okay, fine, I'll pay for it again the next year. <laughs> but you're also eyeballing. I mean, I was looking back on the footage as I said, and you're eyeballing Brendan Gleeson or Colin Farrell when you're saying, you know, and they're roaring laughing. Of course, it cuts to them laughing. Yeah. But I mean. That's nerve wracking too. It you is, know? but look, I'm very confident before I go out there that I, I, I'm very confident. I, I, I go through it. I know exactly when to remove a joke or a word that's going to offend or not land. The odd time you might have something that won't land as as well as you hope it will. But overall, and with the other three ears, and they're all good comics. Um, and I know the room. I know the room. I know what it, what's required. So yeah, I'm I'm generally go out there. I'm actually dying to do it because we've been working on it for eight weeks. I'm yeah, like, I need yeah, a response now. I'm bored <laughs> now. <laughs> but you have so many hats, you know, the presenting hat now. I know we're presenting today, but you've done what we've done in your sleep. And then, of course, you've obviously the comedy stage and then film. You know, speaking, you work with your husband, of course, um, and you, you won your IFTA for Noble. So where is your space, Deirdre? Where do you like to be more than the other? Or are they all the same babies to you? Yeah, they're not. You know, different times, I, I like different spaces. But at the moment, my stand-up is uh, taking precedence. I'm really loving it. I think probably for the first time, I'm really loving it. Um, and I think that's just experience. It's a, it's a really hard job, but I think the years have made me because I've always had a love-hate relationship with it. I stepped away from it for eight years. Right, um, okay. okay. Just because it's it's rough. It's yeah. it's a rough environment. You're going into clubs to try new jokes, and it's just, it's not for the faint-hearted, that's yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, and you're not going to always have, no matter how great you are and prepared, you're not going to always have a great audience. You know, like you say, sometimes things just mm. don't flow on the night, oh. like in any job, like design, presenting, you know, you're going to have harder yeah. gigs yeah, than others. Like, yeah. And the things, thing about so. writing new material is that you become a rookie again. Yeah. 
exactly. doesn't matter no matter how experienced experience you are. You're yeah, trying yeah. out new stuff and yeah, it so won't brave. all land, but you have a good sense of what will. Um, but I think part of the reason I'm loving it at the moment as well is that I'm a bit older and I'm a bit more experienced, but my kids are older, so I'm not on the phone. I can hit the road and I'm not on the phone going, has that child been fed or whatever. I can actually go with a little bit more peace of mind. So I'm very pro this getting older. It suits me. <laughs> I'm glad you've said that because I, I turned 45 in the summer and I thought, oh, here we go. You know, I've, I've 25 years of I've TV got, experience I've got 10 behind years me. On you, Lisa, <laughs> but and it's 25 years experience of TV and all. It's kind of like, you know, where do you go next? And, you know, th- there's always the next, isn't there? Mm. And, and I know your daughter as well. Holly has gone to drama school. So there's a lot of kind of a new generation coming through as well in, in, in your family. But do you still have the same grow for it or does, do you find... Have you have you been jaded at all with it? Oh, I've been jaded many times over. <laughs> um, haven't we all? Yeah, like, yeah. it's exhausting. It's and as yeah. I said, the hustle never ends. And you've your um, show at the moment, which I'm going to. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the last yeah, yeah. leg of yeah. Demented uh, yeah. tour that Love I have. Love the name. <laughs> really. That's how I feel with a toddler. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> that's exactly the emotion I was conjuring up. But no, I am. I have a great love. At the moment, I have a great love for it. I think I've got this new freedom and a bit. You see, those those years when you're rearing kids, they're frantic. And now I've got one who's going to college and a 15-year-old. He won't starve. He knows how to make eggs. <laughs> so, do you know, I'm like, okay, I think I can, I think I can go on the road and, uh, and actually focus on doing my job as opposed to trying to Shuffle focus on doing my yeah. job and that job. Juggling, yeah, both. Because, yeah, together it's tricky. But even it's if you really don't have hard. kids, just like as a woman in business you know in creative it's yeah. juggling it all it's it's a grafting kind of job what we all do in yeah, different ways it, so it really yeah is. it's it busy yeah. um, and do you have any specific moment on stage or in life that has really transformed you as a person you know that you really Ooh. feel like it just shaped you or just really influenced you um there's a few uh I think making noble was a huge experience um I can't underestimate I can't underestimate what it was and to spend as much time researching and becoming Christina. Um, She, she's somebody I always admired. You know, she's one of those extraordinary human beings. And I think to get to spend time with somebody like that is quite the privilege. Um, So when Steve and I wanted to make a film about her life, um, it, it was an almost impossible task. I see, I have a great knack of picking really difficult projects that will cost a lot of money. Uh, and people will look at you like, are you out of your mind? That's not going to happen. But anyway, look, um, I, sometimes ignorance is bliss and yeah. you can become quite dogged for the wrong reasons, you know, but you, you, just get on you plow ahead. Yeah, and yeah. we got that film made and I'm awful proud of it. And I'm, I'm awful proud that we got her story out there it yeah. lives on amazon and does particularly well in the states um i i my small heart about it is that it's not on netflix because i think everybody in the country would have watched it during covid netflix um, are you listening I yeah but so we, we don't watch amazon the way the way that uh, we watch the netflix US, yeah. So that's where it lives. If anybody is listening well, and thinking, I'd like to see that. Oh, hmm. see it. You have to see it. It's such a powerful performance. Yeah. I was on a flight. I watched it and I was bawling my eyes out. Richard was like, are you okay? I was like, oh, dear, it's just the performance. <laughs> and I, because you, you do and you have to bring it, you know. And, and as I said, you know, it's a space where you grow as an actor is, is, of course, on a film set. And I mean, there's there's so much emotion you have to tie in over the few weeks that you're shooting. Um, my, my question to that is, do you, do you like that process, that culmination? of process of, you know, 
molding a character over weeks and weeks and bringing that sense of emotion. I do like it. I mean, I I, I loved it on on that um, because because it was a lead, so I had a lot to do. Yes. So I don't like being a bit part actor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because agent, honestly yeah. filming is very boring there's you know as they say about that industry hurry up and wait yeah hurry up get your makeup and hair done and then wait and I I'm not great at the waiting I, I realized god you know I, I I need to be either directing this or absolutely being one of the main characters because I'm not good at rocking up to do something small um, so you know, Lead maybe roles only. hence, hence, <laughs> yeah, why not? Well, Ready for hence, my you know, becoming a stand-up, like it's it doesn't get more intense than that. Yeah. So amazing. Well, we're going to have to wrap it up because we're coming towards the end. But we have, if you don't mind, we have a bit of a quick fire entertainment round. Okay, so these are one-word answers. Just to be I fun. should be amazing at this, but I I, ra- <laughs> I rarely am. I rarely am. I can go blank and everything. No, so the best be of luck, Natasha. You're on, you're on <laughs> stage. You're, so what's the one lesson you wish you'd learned in your, earlier on in your career? Expect less. Just do the job. Very good. I like that. That's very good. Okay, what's your travel space that you'd love the most? Don't think I have one particular travel space. Uh, do you mean uh, as a, as a place to go to, like a yeah, home yeah, away yeah. from home? Yeah, or, you could go, get off the island. Like a week away. Yeah, we went. We've been to Mallorca a lot to a place called Deja, which is gorgeous. It's very quiet. I like I like quiet. <laughs> so that's one. Balancer, that's yeah. one place I I've always loved. Okay. Yeah. And Lovely. what's one thing that people wouldn't know about you that like that you could share with us, yeah. like a really interesting yeah. fact? Or something unique. What do they not know? I was a world champion Irish dancer. Oh, wow. 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 See? Oh. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> That's very, yeah. That's Get you. I'll tell you what else I thought people don't know about me is I'm, I'm quite quiet. I like quiet. I like, uh, I like my own space. I like quiet. I like, I'm not a, I'm not a big goer outer anymore. I, I can, I can go for a big blowout. But see the winter months. Wild horses wouldn't, wouldn't drag me out of my house. God, that's surprising. <laughs> but it's probably yeah, yeah. because I, I'm out, in fairness, yeah. I'm, I'm out maybe three of nights course, a week working. Gigging, so yeah. after that, nah, you're grand. I love telly. Love telly. Love um, telly. Right, we're going to talk a little bit about space. So what is the most challenging space you've been in? Challenging space you've been in? <laughs> no pressure. I think all family spaces are challenging. They're triggering, I think. You yeah, know, you've got all yeah. those different personalities. Um, I'm one of five as well, so I understand. Okay. Yeah, the fighting yeah. for I the mean, food, the everything. You're like, yeah, and it's, it's you go back into your role. You know, do you notice that you kind of, of no matter how successful you are or whatever you do in your personal life or work life, when you go into the dynamics, everyone fits back into that little role. So yeah, yeah. and I think that's why weddings are very challenging. Yeah, you've got these fine. two families, all these oh, people yeah. coming together that shouldn't really. Really beat <laughs> yeah, I think that's a comedy in Very itself. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I agree, definitely. Um, and what's a bad habit that you'd like to break? No pressure. I feel like these are I'm millions of them. So. Uh, probably procrastinating. I put things off till the eleventh hour. I seem to need the, the last minute dot com pressure, and I really want to prepare ahead of time, but I seem to need that. Nah. I'm just gonna wait till the eleventh <laughs> hour. I know, even as a, when I was a, when I stayed at home, I chose to be, uh, you know, take a year off from work and be a stay-at-home mom. And my, I, I got very bored very quickly. I wasn't great at it, but I tell you, I was. The, I would leave it to the last second to drive to the school to collect them. I'd be like driving like Lewis Hamilton. So I'd leave always, it. Are you late I'd leave then? it till it was two minutes to two <laughs> o'clock. So you're always late. Yeah. 
And all, oh, but you weren't late today. But I for always having to get through the traffic and find a little shortcut well, route. This was what I did to get a bit of adrenaline in my life. I remember thinking, this is sad, love. You're, you're I think looking that's for a creative <laughs> thing, though. I think it's a creative thing. I think creative people procrastinate. I think I'm, that's part of our DNA. Yeah, and yeah. I, but I'm, I'm, I'm easily bored. I'm very easily bored. So. Well, this is an easy question. Who was your favourite actor or comedian growing up? Who was your, your go-to? Growing up... Um, I I was I don't, God I wasn't that young when I watched um, Will and Grace, oh, but and Grace. So funny. I remember thinking you've got my job. Uh, you know I was looking at not Deborah Messing but. Who's the name of the actress who plays? Is it Karen? It's such a comedy. <laughs> I loved it's her. such a brilliant oh, creation of a, a comic character, and oh. also. I get very jealous when when I see four comic actors together is like watching a brilliant game of tennis. They're fast, fast, yeah, fast, yeah, and they're yeah, feeding yeah, each yeah, other yeah, all yeah. the time. And I used to watch that show with envy, going, "I oh, that's what so I actually funny. want yeah. to do." I wanted to live in the flat with Jack. Like, yeah, <laughs> so fun. It's like, an I wanted extraordinary to be series. Friends. You should watch it if you haven't. Watched I will. It. I'm gonna. I'm oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually one of my yeah, favorite shows. I, I mean, the season with Woody Harrelson, like just off the charts. You're belly laughing, like it's. It's, Belly it's, laughing. Yeah, it's hilarious. Belly I love laughing. the fact that these are one word answers. And of course, we're end of chat. Yeah, yeah she's so, not, great um, at the one, not great at the one word. So if you were um, in your current profession, like which covers a lot of ground yeah. and Irish dancing, which we know now, and um, what would you think you'd like to be doing? Like what other kind of, if you had a just randomly. If you I'd could be like to else be filling day. bigger venues more, <laughs> more of the time. <laughs> Same profession then, basically. Yeah, I, I, I'm really... Thing stepping into the stand-up I'm kind of I feel like I've arrived mm. I feel like I've yeah, arrived like as, like as a comic it takes a long time doesn't it well then my question might already be answered it is what is a future space you'd like to live in or be in I want sun for my old age I don't want to be in Ireland for 12 months of the year I think it's very harsh yeah. as people get older so if I could manage to put, pull together some class of a nest egg just a little apartment somewhere that was warm to get out of here for, um, yeah, Majorca is utterly unaffordable. The parts of it that I would like to live in. Um, you just want to get off the island. I just do, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, a bit of sun, yeah, yeah, definitely. And what's one trend um, in comedy or in life um, that you think that doesn't go out of style? Like One One trend that doesn't go out of style? Yeah, for you. I think style doesn't go out of style. I mean, you know, I I don't, in in terms, in fashion, I have, never followed trends You're I just so I know what I like um, and it doesn't seem to go out of I do like classic things though the yeah, old yeah, black, and black and white and I'm a black girl I love all the yeah I, I mean I am the chief mourner there's no there's no <laughs> question I mean it's lucky I had the bit of white if I could do all black a lot of the time I would well, it suits you. Look great. Well, I don't really know if I answered that question. Right, yeah, I think that was a good one. We're on yeah. our final question of the day. We're going to wrap it up. And this one is, what is your biggest accomplishment, Deirdre? I think I've reared two well-adjusted children. No. I hope I have. <laughs> that's, that's hard work. Um, yeah. Hopefully. Now, if one of them fucks up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't swear till now. Yeah. I did so well. Yeah. You did 45 <laughs> minutes and not one F. I love it. 
Deirdre, thank you so thank much you for so your time. Much. Thank you. What so a much delight. for sharing all your stories and your tips and advice. And we will get all the interiors brands onto you. Yeah, yeah. And obviously your show Amazing. is out on, so we can check it. Anyone who wants to see it on your website. Yes. Deirdrocane.com. Net. Yeah, dot net. Dot net. Might become. <laughs> Deirdre, thank you so much for your time and all your endeavours. You're an absolute hoot to boot. And thank um, you both. I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Total pleasure. For more on Deirdre and her upcoming shows, check out DeirdreOkane.net. This episode was sponsored by Ireland's leading bathroom brand, Sunnis. It's time to reimagine bathrooms. Be inspired at sunnisbathrooms.com. And if you want to keep up with the latest from Space to Grow, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And if you can, leave us a rating or review. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Space to Grow.